We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, welcome to the True Faith Weekly Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst, joined by Andrew Bolland and Ben Wade. We'll also be joined very shortly by Richie Smith. Newcastle have won. We're all, well, me and Bolland are Ben, we're all hanging. Because obviously Newcastle winning meant <laughs> going out till the early hours. Yeah, uh, that's not why you're out. <laughs> Don't try and <laughs> ally yourself to actual real lads who go Real lads. <laughs> The real lads. Real lads, uh, only I was like the real lads. Anyway, Newcastle <laughs> Wood, so we're doing this. Oh, here's Richie. So, yeah, a uh, massive win for Newcastle yesterday. We're all delighted. Um, and we're just going to do a kind of shortened podcast today because Man City on Tuesday had an absolutely massive game and we'll, we'll have a, a longer one out on Wednesday. I think the picture after Man City will be clearer as well regarding survival. Uh, also, while we're recording this, we're watching Celtic Rangers. So there may be reaction to that because Bolland is a big Celtic fan, and I hate them. Um, <laughs> uh, well, all at the game, Richie. Did you? I take it you managed to watch the game yesterday. Yeah, I did. I watched it online. Excellent. Right. Well, I'll come. I'll come to you first. Then before we'll go go to the lads. Um, thoughts on the thoughts on the day on the game. I mean, obviously a massive, crucial three points, but. Was there much about the performance which suggested to you that will stay up, or was it still very much looking like uh, uh, an impossible task to you? I think the uh, reaction about the performance is maybe a li- little bit over the top, and I can I can appreciate and understand why. You know, it's been a long time since we've won. It's been a long time since we've won in the end by a convincing scoreline. Um, I, I hate the sound kind of like negative when I, you know this, we should be kind of enjoying at least the. A, a, a victory but I do think against maybe a decent side who were on form we could have been put away uh, in the first half I think Swansea you know missed some really, really good chances and I think at times we did look in midfield a little bit vulnerable uh, the kind of the, the, the space and holes we gave them um, that being said um, you've got to you've got to commend us on you know the, the fact that we've kept a clean sheet I think that's very much down to having a much more, uh, I don't know, much more natural defensive setup at the back, as in like with players who are more, you know, actual defenders. Uh, and I'll, I'll include Vernon and Anita in that. Um, and I think, you know, the, the showed the showed character that they haven't shown in previous matches. They 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 got stuck in more. They got they put the bodies in front of the ball. Um, I think they could do more on stopping crosses coming in. I think that's one thing that we don't do enough. 
in, in previous weeks. Um, and I think, you know, we'll also have some players who stood out as well, which we'll have been able to see for a while. Um, so, yeah, I, it, it hasn't made us think that we're going to, you know, we're going to go and, you know, see, see the Man City on Tuesday with any more comfort, especially given their performance against Chelsea uh, yesterday. But, you know, it gives us confidence. It, it shows that there's, there is a bit of fight there that I, I question that there, that there was. Um, and hopefully we'll, uh, it just gives us that much more of a chance to actually, you know, kind of get, get into Man City more and, and, and you go into that game not kind of completely writing us off, but giving us a bit of a sniff of a chance. So, I fair play. Fair play. They've kept a, a little bit of hope alive and I think that's all it is, but it's a little bit of hope. Okay, and we'll talk about the connotations later on after we'll talk about the game. So Ben, I'll come to you and let's talk team selection because it was a lot of eyebrows raised pre-game with the non-selections of, well, Cissé was kind of, uh, sorry, Mitrovic being dropped on the bench was kind of predictable after Southampton. Um, but John Joe Shelby not starting was the big one. Yeah. Uh, when Yaldon moved back out to the left-hand side and Sissoko playing behind the striker. Mm. Do you think uh, justification from the result or do you think that still potentially there is improvement to be made by Rafa regarding picking the best lineup. I definitely still think there's improvement but you can't argue with the result um, I mean the decision to to drop Shelby although I didn't agree with it I think it did work because I I think when he came on uh, I mean obviously he's brilliant on the ball but I just think we're, we looked a lot more solid uh, with T.O.A. and Colback in the middle who are probably more defensive orientated players they're more worried about sort of covering the full backs which I think they did really well Especially Dummett and Anita were sort of would have could have been left one on one in a lot more um, situations had we sort of not played Cole back who I think did a really good job sort of protecting Dummett a lot of the times in the first half um, and I just think in terms of the, the sort of play I mean Genie out on the left although he didn't really do a lot um, get in uh. <laughs> oh, shit. Rangers just scored in there so, uh, that's how they I just think, yeah, I mean, Genie still didn't have much much of an influence on the game, but it, I didn't think it mattered. I mean, to be honest, I, I was really surprised with, with Swansea, um, how poor they were. But, I, I mean, in terms of the, the, the team, I think there's, there's still players on the bench that I feel could be having a much bigger impact for than the players he seems to be sticking with, the likes of Wijnaldum and, and co. But for, in terms of, obviously, it got, it got the result, got the desired effect, and, and it, it's a massive confidence boost, I think, going forward. That at least um, he, he dropped Taylor, which was the biggest thing. I thought Lascelles was one of the manis, one of the I matches. Think he's in, I think he's out for the season, is he Taylor? Is he? Yeah. But but regardless, Lascelles came in and looked so much more short. And as uh, Richie alluded to, there he's just a proper defender. Um, I'm still a bit dubious about any of uh, Richie, but I don't think you'd ever call him a defender. But I mean, he <laughs> he dealt with I don't the. Don't even call him a footballer. But, but he, he, de- he dealt with the threat that was in front. Of him. I mean, I thought to be but, fair, he did get done a couple of times off. A terrible, terrible Montero, but he, he was recovering a lot of times and stopped some crosses coming in, so um, yeah, I'll give him that. Let's be positive, lads. Anita played well. He had a good game, Bolland. I know you did like a minute, he had a good game at right back. As I was just saying to the lads off air, Daryl Yanmark was in the box, uh, two boxes along for me. Um, like, there's no way he, he doesn't look like he's playing football anytime soon. Like, oh, I'm in a full on sling. <laughs> People were going, how oh, can't he play football? He's signing autographs. Like, he, he couldn't have played football. Unless it was for sure, which I doubt. Um, <laughs> so, if, it looks like Anita will play um, Tuesday night as well. Uh, Bolland, good day for you yesterday. Was that the kind of was that the kind of thing, you, you know, do, do you think that's been coming? 
since Raph has taken over? Or do you think, you know, we've got a bit lucky, as some people are suggesting? Yeah, I think it papers over the cracks a little bit. I don't think anyone particularly played well yesterday. Uh, Swansea are not a very good side. Oh, uh, not a very good side. Um, like Montero, like I think a better a better winger would have taken advantage of the fact that Vinny is not very good at football. Um, sorry, Kenny Mills, just... Uh, yeah, it's just papering over the cracks for me at the minute. I don't think to the like Sissoko was better, but still not very good. Like Wijnaldum was absent for most of the game. Cisse didn't really do much, uh, and I think they're gonna have to step their game up against City if we're gonna get anything. If we play like that, City will take us take us to pieces. All right, that's pretty negative. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be a bit more positive. Uh, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm delighted with just from a personal perspective and. Sure, you lads to say it was just nice. It's just nice, isn't it? When a football matches in the Premier League, just despite your precarious position, um, it's just nice. Like after the match, reading one, you know, looking forward to reading manager interviews, looking forward to match of the day, and it was the kind of performance. Oi, oi, it was the kind of performance um, which I've seen Newcastle give from the Swansea perspective for years. Not like now, not when we're this bad, but under the pod, you will always kind of go away from home concede a, a really soft goal, never really get going, come back into it when you're already kind of behind and out of the not out of the game and then get done at the end. And that is it was a professional performance and I thought the, the game management was very good from from Benitez. Now obviously Swansea did have a couple of chances. Carl Darlow hasn't made a save in the, in the whole game. And that again is like watching Newcastle play away from home. Um but I thought were it was a Benitez is a big Advocate of confidence, he constantly talks about confidence. He never shuts up about it, um, and you can see, you can see, particularly the second half. And even I know it was the end of the game, but even after the second one went in, the confidence flooded back. So hopefully, we can take that on to Man City. It's going to be a different game. Uh, one thing to say about it is, I've seen Newcastle play a lot better than that this season and get beat. So if we can play badly and win three 0 I think that's probably a positive thing. Oh, definitely. I mean, listen, I don't think we'll play badly. I think we could play better and. I thought Swansea were poor. Uh, you know, hopefully that Swansea performance is indicative of, of, of the performance of sides who've got nothing to play for. Uh, where you, whereas your Liverpool, I know it's a different cat fish Liverpool next weekend, but your Liverpool, your Palace, maybe even your Spurs and definitely your Villa, if that's the standard of performance, um, then brilliant. You know, then, then, then we should be able to pick up points, but we'll come on to that later. Um, I just want to go on to Twitter before we move on because we've had a few questions come in. Uh, for us lot to answer um, so Jack Talbot's been in touch and asked a few uh, a few questions would you opt for Anita over Jan Matt for Tuesday's game obviously if Jan Matt's fit absolutely not but you lads would you be starting Anita ahead of Jan Matt no, no chance if Jan, if Jan Matt can play Jan Matt starts like. Richie uh, Anita's biggest fan would you, would you start Anita over Jan Matt I think that's harsh. I mean, yeah, we'll disagree on this one, but I think yeah, when you say he got forward, 
he, first half especially was put in some fantastic positions by Townsend and he, he wasted them which is fine because he's not a proper right back but I would I would be starting Jan Mas uh, all day and particularly with the team starting to do it better you hope you hope everyone starts to play better <clears throat> like yeah, we did yes. no I thought having having stood next to him in the toilet yesterday um, he, he doesn't look like a man who was who can play football anytime soon um, with his sling. <laughs> uh, didn't look like three days away. He's three days away from a you know ninety minutes against uh, Champions League semi finalists. Um, Jack Jack Tobin also asked, regardless of our results, can we carry this heart uh, and desire throughout the rest of the season um, in in the remaining fixtures? I would I would say yes, lads. I think the corner has been turned in terms of the rank performances. What do you think, Ben? Sorry, uh, I think it's too early to say that there's been too many times this season where we've fought, we might have turned the corner and then the next game we've just been terrible um, wait and see how they perform well against City and perform well against Liverpool then, then you can start talking about the corner being turned but there's been too many false dawns this season for me has there? <laughs> I can't think of any false dawns think, <laughs> think Spurs Liverpool won those games then were just terrible after that then we had West Brom West, West Ham West Ham I yeah I suppose so We've, been, we've had these moments in the season where you think, oh, it's finally starting to click, and then the next game they turn into. Turn into the only difference I'd say this time is we've got Rafa, which is massive. Still like you feel like, as as Dodge was pointing out there, he's a massive confidence man. I think a lot of times that's what it comes down to. I mean, you look at that the, that Swansea team. I've, I've, I mean, I've, we went we went in the Swansea away game at the start did, of the season, yeah. and they absolutely tore it apart. Um, now, obviously, there's a lot of water under the bridge in terms of this season since that game, but. Just the team's basically reverted um, in terms of performances this time around. I think, I mean, they just turned, I did, it didn't look like they, they left the bus. I think the number of balls they were passing just out of play, and yeah, that yeah. was one of the worst. I mean, we've seen, some, we've seen some bad performances come to St James this season. That was right up there with the worst of them. I mean, I was suggesting it looked like I actually paid them off <laughs> just because how bad they were at times. Like, I, I'm, I've got a little uh, sort of hope that Ashley's just going to. Go to every club that was still going to play the rest of the season just pay them off. Three, the, three jackets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think there's a danger amongst Newcastle fans, and understandably so. Every time we beat someone, we're, we're always like. They were terrible. They were a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> so, they were there. While, while that, there's, got, there's bound to be truth in that, that you, you, you will win some games where you actually played quite well Die. and actually forced the opposition to play badly. I mean, that kind of brings me on to the next point, Richie, which I'll ask you. Uh, would you. Um, for Man City sustain the TOA callback partnership and see and see Shelby on the bench? That's uh, a good question. I'd definitely have callback in there because I think it was just one of his most uh, assured performances in the wild. I think you know, as much as anything he got to play in, his, um, in a position that he was comfortable in and uh, you know I think he, he, he put in some nice passes as well and um, you know kind of I think I think he did well. Teo had such a typical Teoli performance yesterday where at times he looks like, yeah, you know, you can understand why he's in the team. Other times he just looks like he's just going to be an absolute howler and, and, and you give the ball away in a really big bad position. I, I don't know whether Teode would like get away with it um, against a team like Man City, so I'd, I'd really consider bringing Shelby back in. But then again, I think you bring Shelby back in, you're relying on Colback to be that defensive midfielder, and, and really he's not that he's not that great as that kind of. Person just literally sits in front of the back four. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit, a little bit <coughs> decided on that one. I really am. I mean, I'm keen to hear your thoughts on 
yeah, what, what you uh, what you think, but I think it's uh, I, I, I wouldn't be confident about playing Tio at the same time. I'm not sure that Colback and Shelby together is in, in, as a sitting two is the the right solution either. Um, yeah, I thought I do thought Tio had a decent game yesterday. He started off slow, but he grew into it. Um, like up until just before he came off, where he was clearly knackered, I thought he was actually one of our best players on the pitch. He was just stopping everything, um, and we need someone to protect that back four because the back four is slightly, slightly. Uh, it's slightly. just a it's patchwork, and it? it's yeah. players that shouldn't shouldn't be playing really. Um, I mean, I think it's it's a, it's one of those, isn't it? It's I guess it depends how Rafa sees the game go, sees the game going, and how he. Um, he sort of wants wants to play because I think if he's if he's thinking of just keeping things tight, then I would say definitely go with Tiote. And if we're looking to sort of hit them on the counter attack, but obviously if he's wanting to try and um, hold the ball and, and sort of tie them out in terms of um, sort of trying to control possession, which I, d- I can't see we're doing, but we are at home, then I, I would definitely think Shelby's the best man for for possession football, just because he's so comfortable on the ball and I think he can pass Tiote at times. Looks. Very sort of worried on the ball, and I think he panics a little bit. And <laughs> did you anyway. see the moment yesterday on Tio? It did a brilliant tackle on Sigurdsson. Fantastic tackle. Opened up like three on three, and he just fell, he just straight. would he just fell over himself. He, like, he couldn't. Oh, yeah. He was like, "How that? What the hell do I do?" Yeah, like just run with the ball, mate. You just we had like a massive. Yeah, we had a great chance counter yeah. attack. I think you had to pass it like to circle or dumb it or something. I don't. I don't think you'll change things because yeah, I, I think we well, haven't seen this yet from Rafa. Not even at Leicester away. But um, I think it's going to be a, a get a half time at nil nil or get the sixty minutes at nil yeah. nil and go from there. And everyone behind the ball will, will look dangerous from set pieces. That's two goals from set pieces yesterday. That's a, that's a huge difference under the new new regime. That's, that's what I was going to. Uh, that's one of my big points I was going to make. I mean, what we've, what we've got now, which we haven't had in well, I'd say since uh, since Danny Guthrie probably, um, is someone who can actually take a decent corner and. Both the, both the crosses yesterday, there was nothing spectacular about them from Townsend. Yeah. They, were just put, they, were just, they were just put in the middle of the box with a bit of pace, a bit of whip on. You know, the first one, the cells did brilliant. The, the, I, look, I watched goals on Sunday this morning, they actually, it, it, it clearly looked like a set piece that worked on because they had Sissoko, he was looking to block the run, and then the cells was the, the main target man, and it, it, you, could, you could clearly see that was what they tried on both, yeah. uh, both goals. And the second one, the ball's put in there, Mitrovic is, you know, you, you you put the ball in that area, you're gonna you're gonna create chances. You know, five times out of ten or whatever. You know, it, it, it's it's gonna happen. And I just think it's, it it all comes down to just having somebody who is actually a natural crosser of a ball taking the corner kicks. Um, and it's <laughs> I, I don't know. You can you can you can say Benitez has worked his magic on helping them with that set piece routine, but I just think a lot of it comes down to the delivery. We just haven't had that. Yeah. Since, uh, you know, since Townsend came on board. No, definitely. I think it's just. You see it so you see other teams sort of so many times going for the ball just by a decent delivery into the box into the right place as opposed to our tried and failed um, <laughs> sort of attempts in the back, back, to the back post, back post, back post where how many game like how many goals see coming from that type of thing just at least now we're putting in a danger danger I mean that second goal okay Mitrovic did brilliant to win the header but it, it just hit someone hit someone that header was going blocked in, and it, yeah. it just falls to Sissoko. Like, it's a good turn and goal. I think it's a bit of an underrated goal that as well. Yeah, no, he took, he took it really well. But do you know what I mean? You, you're putting balls in the box like that. It, you're going to get ricochets and there's that many people in around the box. You're going to get opportunities yeah. from a bit of chaos that 
you don't get sort of whipping it to the edge of the box or at the out sort of far post or whatever. So I think I mean it's just it's just obvious. Surely it, it, I thought it would be an obvious plan just to get it in in the mixer in terms of just to try and prey on a, on a bit of um, sort of lack of concentration, concentration from defenders and just a bit of luck. Yeah, back to um, the team for for Tuesday. So Benitez is going to do that. Um, I will still have to score. <laughs> I mean, I'll come on in a second, but I think we need. I think we need to beat Man City personally. We need to. We need to take. We could. We could lose, but if we lost, we'd have to beat Liverpool. We could probably get away with two points. Though that would that would probably mean no more defeats this season, which is possible. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on us. But I mean, I, I said to this song Rich, uh, to Richie on. Twitter earlier I would personally I mean I'm desperate for Wayne Allen to be dropped he was still anonymous yesterday he was less anonymous but you know still the kind of the only as I said the lads off air the only reason I, I say for keeping Wayne Allen in the team is that he's been so bad for so long he's, he's due for it he's got to have a good game sometime he's got to score or assist at some point I presume that's what management are thinking but I'd much rather see Overtown playing or Aaron's because to, to exploit Zabaleta's lack of pace when Yeldon will be coming up against Zabaleta who is slow old not the player he was and I, and I would much rather see in overtime really exploiting that deficiency that City have and, and I think you could afford to get rid of um, put Sissoko back on the right get rid of Win Yeldon or sorry so not overtime <laughs> uh, Sissoko on the right Towns on the left or whatever, however you want to play them and you could, you could afford to play Shelby as well because you're going to need someone Keeping the ball. Keeping the ball. I mean, Colback does does do that, but it's uh, it's it, not the same type of player, though, is it? He's, it yeah. he's not looking. He's not as direct as Shelby. He doesn't have the the killer ball to put someone through. And I think just they dovetail really well. I mean, we've spoken a number of times on the part about the West Ham game. Like they played really well together, and I think that's something that we've yeah. we've missed a little bit when Colbacks. Yeah, I'd love to see Col- I love to see Colback and Shelby together playing as a midfield too. But I, I can't see him dropping Tiote. Um Let's talk about the connotations, lads, and, and what, what you three all think we need. Richie, what do you think we need for survival? Then, how do you say this is a massive week now? Two really, really hard games Man City and Liverpool. Uh, after, off the back of yesterday, me and Ben and Carly are going to go down to Liverpool on Saturday. Just the 48 quid for the ticket. Scandalous. But. Uh, I. Yeah. For the other for the, for the other teams, just to, just to know that they're back in it. Um, even if that just might be temporary, just the the mental edge of just being out of that relegation zone when you know last week we just thought it was almost just not going to happen. Um, so <clears throat> I mean, I'm, when you look at the table, you're kind of trying to work out how many points would would see you safe and that. Mm, you'd have to say somewhere kind of 37, 38 points is probably what you're probably what you're going to need. So what's that for us? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like that's like ten points if we're going at the top end of that. So you're looking at beating Palace, Villa, um, and then you're looking at yeah, as you say, getting three points off either Man City or. Uh, Liverpool and, and trying to draw against Spurs last game of the season. It's it just it still feels like such a big ask. Um, and uh, you know I, I keep on telling myself that I said we were down and out after Norwich, but you know there's a there's a bit there's a little glimmer of hope there after yesterday's 
not, you know, Newcastle's victory and Sunderland's victory, but oh. I don't know. It, it just, it just, it just. When you talk it through, it just still feels like such a big ass. But I just, I don't know. It feels <laughs> kind of dampens your, uh, dampens your enthusiasm a little bit. But, one yeah. of the one of the massive advantages we'll have, Richie, is that we now play twice again before Sunderland play. And three times again before Palace play. Palace don't obviously we'll play Man City Tuesday, Sunderland's Norwich, game in yeah. hand. Sorry. Yeah, Norwich. Palace. Yeah, Norwich. We'll play three times again before Norwich play. So we'll play uh Man City. Yeah, so we'll play Man City Tuesday when neither Sunderland nor Norwich play this week. We'll play before Sunderland Sunderland play Sunday against Arsenal at home next weekend. And uh, we play Saturday. So that's our two before they play again. And we'll play um uh, sorry, next weekend, next weekend, Palace don't have a game because uh, it's the FA Cup semi-final and we're due to play Watford Everton. And then the following week, we play Palace at three o'clock. Do you mean Norwich or Palace? Uh, do I keep getting them? You keep saying Palace. Right. I'm not asked about how yeah. many times we play before Palace. What about Norwich? <laughs> anyway, then the weekend after Norwich don't play, we play Palace right. and Norwich don't play Arsenal, till, which is another hard game, till 5.15. So if, if we could just pick up six, five, even four points, four points wouldn't be enough realistically, but you know, if we could just pick up five points in, in the next uh, in those three games, or even better, six, that would put huge pressure on, on, on Norwich, even though Norwich will have um, one game in hand on us uh, by, by the next time they play. I mean, they've got our, you know, you've got, we've got a back Arsenal. I mean, I don't know whether what your lads think about Arsenal today. I mean, Arsenal are down to fourth now. Four points ahead of Man United, or, or a point ahead of Man United, are they? I think it's four, isn't it? Um, yeah, Arsenal are down. down. Well, they're actually Man U, wouldn't they? Yeah, Man U, which is probably four points ahead of them. If Arsenal drop points against Palace today or lose, then you think, well, you know, next time. Uh, yeah, they're going to. Ha- and Norwich after that as well. Um, it's three points. Arsenal, it, three points uh, Man U. Arsenal's next two games are Norwich and Sunderland. So we, we, I don't know whether it's better Arsenal winning and going on a run, or do you trust them? Because Arsenal are so flaky. Um, and, and teams in recent years teams in the relegation zone who've played Arsenal at the end of the season Sunderland twice and Wig- Wigan spring to mind of getting major results against them to stop up because Arsenal, when Arsenal's season's over their players are, are mentally weak so it's, it's a real tough one but we are we're hugely reliant on um, Arsenal over the next couple of weeks Ben how do you see this going do you think it's a do you think we're going to do you think we're going to afford to lose both games this week and stay up I feel like we need something out of them just because our goal difference is so bad um, I think that's going to come into it. I mean, I, I feel like three. If we can get three wins out of these, it's last not. It's five not that games, bad, you know. It is bad compared to some. We're only a goal behind Norwich now. Yeah, right. Um, to be honest, I think Norwich are down there. I think it's between us and and Sunderland now. Um, you feel like Sunderland somehow will just. They've, they've got all the luck in the world yesterday. There's probably plenty more for them to come. It's just what they do. Um, I mean, just looking at the games now, they've got to go away to Stoke. Um, Hard game that Stoke away. They've got Chelsea and Everton at home, and then they finish for Watford away. And Everton's away form is exceptional, is yeah, because their home form is so <laughs> poor. They're so down cool. Everton, if the away form match their home you form. You feel like they're probably going to get something out of those games, um, but I, I just feel like if we, if we, I mean, if we can get six more points out of the the Palace and, and Villa games, and then just anything out of the other ones, I think probably would be enough. Just because I don't, I don't fancy. Sunderland going. I mean, they've got got what uh, two quite tough away games then, and the home games, which you would say are they've they've got a big chance in Arsenal, Even Chelsea, Everton. They can't score they're, home. They're, they're tough. They're tough games. So, so 
Wednesday, by the way. Yeah. I'd like, put that performance like similar to ours, and I think we were. I, it, but I think I, I was maybe a little bit a little bit better than theirs. But honestly, like Norwich had the Norwich had the chances to to, to score and uh, to be up in, at half time again, and uh, could have had penalties themselves. Yeah, I. I, I, something you know, they gotta consider who they were playing. They were, like, Norwich aren't a brilliant side, and uh, I don't think they were that brilliant. Like, like something against. I know what they, they always seem to do it, but you, you'd like to think that the likes of Arsenal would be able to just, you know, would, would, the, amount, the amount of possession Arsenal have. You know, I, I, I can't see a team like Sunderland beating them. Like, like if, if Arsenal dominate possession in that game, but <laughs> you know, yeah, who, who knows? Like, it's just. Yeah, what, you've got to be positive, and you've just got you've got to think. The easy thing to do in these situations is, is just start thinking that these other teams are, are are absolutely class, and they're going to pick up loads of points. I've no doubt that Sunderland and Norwich will lose games they should win and and, and draw games they should win um, this season. And everyone keeps well, a lot of people and Sunderland fans and Sam Allardyce are talking about how good Sunderland have been. They've only lost four in the last fourteen. I have only won two. <laughs> you know, you yeah, score first. You score first yeah, against yeah, Sunderland. No. You win. You know, Sunderland haven't come back from behind the season, I don't think, at all. Allardyce is... A, I mean, it's, it's, this isn't a bad thing. Allardyce is very much like a lot of teams down there. Allardyce wants to get the half-time. doesn't matter who they're playing, whether it be West, Ron at home, Leicester at home. He wants to get the half-time nil-nil and take it from there. So if you, if these, if Arsenal score first at the stadium light or um, Everton... You know, Everton have got a lot to play for. I think Everton's a hard game for Sunderland, especially away from home. They're much better away from home. They have the FA Cup. Martin is under that much pressure, particularly with the away support from Everton. No, that's a that's a real tough game. Um, I I still think we'll do it. I think that I think we we need to we need to tip, pick up points this week though. I can't if we lose both games. I I think it's very 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 unlikely we'll, we'll manage. We're we're relying on the total incompetence of others. Um, and you, like you say, Ben, the, the the look the ref gave someone yesterday. Not so much with the pen. I think it was a pen, but that second goal was a disgrace. You know, that's just a foul. Well, for me, in the decision. So they, I mean, yeah, you're right. It was a pen, but I think. <laughs> As you said, there was a more blatant foul that yeah. he didn't give, which it could have. He could have easily bottled that decision for their pen and not given it. Yeah. And then if he give gives them just one or two, I mean, I heard a funny bit of commentary on BBC when I was on the way into the match. Um, I can't. Remember, I think it was um, Clive Allen or someone on BBC saying, "Well, Norwich, they're getting all these shouts here. They're bound to get the next one." As if like you get a penalty <laughs> for having accumulate like accumulate yeah, like, like seven deals. shouts. Yeah. It's like well, they have to get the next one. So like, that's not how it works, Clive. But anyway, <laughs> it probably does with them. To be honest, it like, does with Marina. Yeah, exactly. With other teams, like but Sunderland. Yeah, I mean, as, as you said, they weren't brilliant. Um, well, I just think it was not important. It's also a bit of luck, and this is this is something that just you know our goal yesterday, the, the um, second goal was a great goal to score because it was just the kind of goal whenever I score. A, it was from a set piece. Yeah. B, B, it was just like we've got a little bit of luck. And it's just, I've said for a long time, we have to score great goals. Normally, yeah. under McLaren, we'll have to score very good or excellent goals. And like Sunderland getting that pen yesterday, they had a re- they're, they're, they're practically their only attack of the half. They had a really good attacking position that they actually totally cocked up. Defoe put the ball across the box. I think it was Barini took the ball away from goal, he'd actually lost the ball, you know, Wisdom had got the foot in, the ball, the, the, they weren't going to score and they got a pen from it and it's like, that's a little bit of luck that someone seemed to get that we don't and that, that could change. Um, Bolland, we're kind of wrapping up here, uh, Bolland, 
the atmosphere yesterday at the match, I was very disappointed with it. What do you think? What, why do you think it was? And do you think it'll be better on Tuesday? Because I think it has to be. Uh, we, need, we need an atmosphere. I think a lot of people were just dead nervous. I know I was dead nervous going into it. I was sort of expecting the worst. And I think a lot of people around were just thinking, this is just going to be the same story. I could see Swansea scoring in the first 20 minutes and it just be another absolutely dour day. Um, obviously, the goal is a lot to sort of Rally bring, people. Yeah, rally people, bring people back round. And by when, I think even up until the second goal, the atmosphere was still a bit sort of... Very flat. I yeah. think the, the worry the worry I, I felt, I mean, I, obviously we sit in the same corner, I mean, they were singing most of the game sort of sections of it, and, but I agree there was still a lot of neg- negativity. I think a lot of it was because how bad ones you've been and they were still in the game up till that second goal and they've actually carved out two or three very good opportunities that they've missed and it was just... It was almost inevitable that we were going to cock this up again, um, and I can I can understand. Obviously, people have been frustrated before now, but again, I was I, the same as you. I mean, I'm generally trying to look at things more positively, and I know there was a there was still a lot of negativity about players um, going the, on. The which, way the team was playing as well, just a the performance on the pitch from the yeah. team to start with as well. That that's one. Of, that's where I think you why the fans. I, I mean, it's, the problem is people think I'll oh, get on the players' backs. Is it's like their natural reaction as opposed to sort of supporting them, unfortunately. But I'd say what you mentioned on the radio show the other day, like if Mr. Sogo made one bad pass, people were just like, oh. yeah, yeah. And, and you know, like, you, yeah. people are, have got that set in their mind now. Um, I mean, it was actually one of the most enjoyable games for me yesterday because the bloke in Ormus's band was an absolute nightmare, wasn't there? Yeah, um, I think he's pied it, hopefully, fingers hopefully. crossed. Um, although he'll probably be back there when we're. I think the, 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 last, the last game three. he was there was. Um, the Bournemouth game wasn't it, was it? Oh, when, when Sova got taken off and he basically peaked <laughs> his life had peaked he's like I may as well not he, come back it'll never get any I'll, better I'll tell you what it was he probably saw Musa as captain yeah. on the way into <laughs> the game and just I'm called in the like, pub. nah I'm not having that <laughs> I'm not good it certainly picked up after the second goal I think the the fans certainly started believing the that minimum. was the thing it was just I think it was just the nervous atmosphere above all things just because of how the game went, I mean, I, we've already said we don't we didn't play like brilliantly, um, and the fact that we, we hadn't been able to kill them off, I think it was just that nervous energy. But once we've got that second one, as you say, everyone was back on behind them and it was much better. Sort of enter the game, it was quite a good atmosphere. I thought coming out, I mean, not one of the best, but there was a little bit of belief, belief coming back to the fans as the game went on as well. I think and that helped. Um, and Rafa Benitez's birthday song, I think, was brilliant. It's one of the best things I've seen it's in It's quite, because obviously I wasn't in the corner and it was really loud by the end. Was it just a one-off or did people have to get a gun a couple of times? No, it was just a one-off. Straight away, oh, yeah. <laughs> Someone started it. Well, I didn't even realise it was his birthday. I'd not seen so it. You must see his birthday. So, uh, Same day as me, Dad's. Happy birthday, Mr. Hurst. <laughs> yeah, right, lads. Uh, that probably just about does it. I don't think there's too much more needs to be said for this week. Uh, I'll just quickly get you... Get your predictions for, for Tuesday. I'll start with you, Richie. How do you think it'll go? Um, oh. Oh, I'll go on 2-1-2. Two, two, like. yeah. yeah. I'm going 1-0 uh, no Newcastle, Ben. I'm going 3-1 three, again. 3-1 again. We're against Swansea. <laughs> yeah, Positive. 1-0 no Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah, we are. It'll be some some podcast Wednesday. We'll probably be a bit more uh, normally when we do the podcast after a win. We're a bit more buzzing. But I just think it's the effect of so little sleep slash alcohol that of uh, plus a tense Rangers Celtic game. Um, yeah, I'm so nervous about this. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, thanks everybody for listening there. We'll be back on Wednesday, hopefully with, with uh, another winter report on. And yeah, follow us uh, at TFWTPod on Twitter. Uh, thanks to all of you lads for your time. Ta. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.